0: It's the uh, wrap-up, the wrap-up experience, experience. the wrap-up. The wrap-up, the wrap-up. It's the uh, wrap-up, the wrap-up experience, experience, experience. I've heard one shouldn't expect. Expectations get you in trouble. I call BS. It's the proper context that places it in this bubble that some are simply unconsciously afraid to pop. Do yourself a favor, stop all preconceived notions having a strong belief that something will happen isn't a negative it's an emotion it's okay to feel expectations keep things competitive let's keep it real they keep us on our toes it's when we fail to manage them that's when our ego gets exposed and then there's no one to blame but human nature and her only punishment is the truth that our expectations aren't the problem our expectations are the root what's at your core at my core is the inability to
1: ignore the simple fact what you may think you want isn't always exact. What you get might be better than originally planned. In fact, it might be what you needed. Overcommunicating the status, timelines, and deadlines, you need be warned. If you're equating how you do things compared to how you assume things will be done, I let you know immediately when you're setting yourself up, for disappointment of unrealistic outcomes. Wood, wood, facts, facts, facts. We be spitting, we be spitting at the beginning of this.
0: (laughs) You get so excited and that brings me joy.
1: I do, I do. As I said, I haven't rapped in years. Welcome back listeners to another episode of the Experience Wrap Up, where we discuss all things UX related and how we relate to them. My name is Asia and Tone and I have chosen to, get, to dedicate this episode to something that is near and dear to my heart, managing expectations. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this has a far reach from roles and responsibilities, jobs descriptions that don't match what you do, being true to yourself, teams, management, clients. I mean, the list could go on forever.
0: Mm. You know, Internally, as I approach the microphone because it ain't no joke, I think about expectations having two areas hub and spoke external versus internal looking for versus working in. Let me give an example, you know, to mend the gap we're in. I personally dislike when job descriptions fail to properly align to the titles they're posting about. Boasting about looking for a UI designer, when in reality, the job description is clearly looking for some golden unicorn, you know, someone who has the experience in development, field research, agile coaching, horse wrangling, <laughs> likes long walks on the beach, and looks good in uniform. Jeez, the expectations between title and responsibilities just simply don't align like at all like asking project managers to code scripts or ui developers to read lips researchers to know everything about accessibility versus just hiring the experts with the specialized domain knowledge looking for junior designers that got 10 years experience right out of college is simply egregious on a few levels and often if we as practitioners don't manage and match the work being asked for to do the work we do or even desire we may find ourselves in that last hire first fire type of cycle but we would be to blame. Jobs are what they are, but we hold the power to stake our own claim. No one forces us to send resumes, so it's our choice for the bad aim. And then there's the managing of self, like what type of UX or are you really? It's totally okay if you don't like UI scripting. To force yourself is just silly. Everyone doesn't resonate with research. Some of us love to code. Others stick to front end visuals, while some nestle in wireframe it to feel home no wrong. It's whatever's right for you. The key is speaking up, sticking to your own strengths. Anyone ever have that quote unquote perfect job to everyone else, but you, mm, you plain sick of it. That's those expectations. Mismanaged, misaligned, misappropriated, misdefined, or while working with colleagues and peers, everyone working in their own way. Christy likes weekly meetings. David likes meetings every day. Susan communicates via Slack, Brian via email. You like picking up the phone. Kevin likes to be in the know of all the minute details. Processes vary. Attitudes too. The problem is we can't expect everyone to work the way we do. But without honesty and transparency, one never knows. We can assume, sure, but we all know how often that goes. Behavior is this subjectively quantified thing. Different for all, but definingly measured. I expect some of you have felt that same pressure. The expectations we put on ourselves, divided by those placed on others, multiplied by those inferred by our roles, add stress in one way or another. And imagine coming into this from day one, from the hello. No wonder we often fail to find proper alignment in time. Perhaps we started caring about it too slow. Tick tock
1: yeah i know i've started caring about stuff too slow and (laughs) i surely (laughs) Yeah. yeah man i have felt that expected pressure either from myself i feel like we talk about this a lot like just the things that we put on ourselves or the assumed pressure that we take on from others uh, right but i know one thing that you said where you said you personally dislike when job descriptions fail to properly align to the titles they're posting about mm. boasting about come looking on. for a ui designer when in reality the job description is clearly looking for a golden unicorn i've definitely been in this position <laughs> yeah you come in Already like, okay, this is a new job. I'm the hot new shit in the job. Right. right. And realize, oh, 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 no, no, no. They expected me to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't, I don't, but I don't do that. Or oh, I wish someone would have told me so exactly. I prepared to do this. Right. Because that's that slow realization of oh, they didn't know what they were looking for. Yep. Or yep. damn, I, I didn't even know that's what they expected. And now it's too late and you looking crazy, like you don't know what you're doing or yeah. you are in a position that you don't understand.
0: So just from hearing you say this, I mm-hmm. know you got a story to tell, so tell it, tell it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's just a situation where, you know, I've seen so many, um, even now, job descriptions or whatever, where I'm coming in, I want to focus on research, right? But there are a lot of jobs that are looking for, I guess what I would call these hybrid positions. So, mm-hmm. you know, they want you, like th- they say, researcher, like that's the title of the position. But then as you start looking at the responsibilities, it's like, okay, you want me to develop, you want me to project manage, you want me to be, you know, a data, uh, you know, a data analysis, which, okay. That comes with, I mean, that is some of that in terms of research, but you want me to do all things, accessibility, all things, you know, performance tracking, like just everything that is, is not out that's outside of like user research. Right. So it's funny because. Even though I used to be a developer, I don't want to do development. And here's the thing, I think it goes to show, yeah, people do not know what type of UX resource they're looking for, right? So if I could just get someone in to do the quote unquote UX stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, you might wanna have a little bit more clarity about what it is your gap is and how this resource can feel that. And stop being cheap. What? Mm. <laughs> like you may have to hire a researcher and hire a developer, yes. or hire a researcher and hire a designer, because yes, it's 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 just unfortunate that um, as much as we all feel like we're the Jane or John of uh, of all things. We likely have like specialized areas that we need to you know focus on on there, so I think our ourselves we have to stop making making it so we feel like we're our own unicorn like you can't do right. everything well like just focus on you know one maybe two tracks not not everything and if you don't, don't get upset when you get into that position where yeah, they're gonna ask you to do everything right and they're not gonna pay you for it
1: at all right and sometimes I can't tell if that is by design because they don't know until they see what they don't want (laughs) Mm. which is the worst and i feel like i'm always in that um so when you went on to say the expectations between title and responsibilities don't align like at all like asking project managers to code scripts or ui developers to read lips (laughs) it also goes the opposite i'm i'm not a personal secretary Mm -hmm. how can you expect me to finish any work if all you have me in and all I'm doing is sitting in meetings all day long Mm. Mm. and I have to follow up with people and I have to do the babysitting and and the cat wrangling. And to take it a little bit further, expectations and titles are a whole other beast, especially if you work for a place or a person that believes your title and what you get paid for and that title are synonymous. And, you know, that's what they expect. I'll pay you, so you need to figure it out. I had this one boss that felt like, okay, you make this amount of money, you mm-hmm. should be doing all of these things. Oh wow, right? Isn't that crazy?
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think it's, I think I, don't know. I think it's interesting because you have that situation, which to me is mind-boggling. Of like, so do you expect to pay me pennies? Like my thing is, I'm 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 being paid one what I feel like I'm worth, and two what I felt like this job was asking. For from me, mm-hmm. now that I see that either my expectations were wrong, or maybe the expectations of the position were misaligned to my understanding, I could do the extra work. But are you willing to pay me the extra? The likely is a no. Mm-hmm. And if and if that is a no, then again, we're at an impasse now. And so. I think that's what ends up going back to like our last episode right of like okay so is it time for me to move on then it may not be that i can't do x y and z i don't want to you're not paying me enough for this is not what i expected clearly it's not what you expected just like a relationship we're not for one another let's just break up give me back my flowers i remember not too
1: long ago me kind of coaching you through a situation that was very similar to that yeah and i had to remind you that you haven't spent all these years doing all these things that you are a subject matter expert in to do Mm -hmm. this stuff that they wanted you to do just because they changed i think it was like management or yeah the company switched uh, ownership Mm -hmm. so your whole title was changing right and that position that you were doing, I used to do,
0: and I'm—I know that's not what you do.
1: So no, don't do that. Don't do
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever like gotten to this situation too, where even from like the interview process, right? It's like, oh, so yeah, you know, we saw your resume, blah, blah, blah. and I've had recruiters that clearly haven't looked at my resume. They clearly just saw researcher or whatever or ux right and okay so can you program and blah blah blah? Uh, mm. sir did you not oh yeah it says you're a ux so it's mm. like it's this misconception of just even what a, a, a uxer does and just the breadth of things that we can do so mm-hmm. that's that, that's been an issue for me too yeah i uh, i've had to wrangle a lot
1: of of expectations especially in management yeah Um, one recent thing that I can think of was I I have this fancy title and all things that are encompassed in this fancy title are scrum master and agility coach and all, it just keeps going on and on and on. And then, you know, that line that you said about asking management to code, Mm. no, no, please don't. (laughs) <laughs> Please don't ask me to do that. It's A, it's not I'm not gonna do it well because that's not my strength. Yeah. And B, it's gonna take me so much time that you're gonna wonder why I'm not getting anything else done. Which kind of leads me to something else that you said around experience and what people do. I have taken some coding classes, I I done some coding, I do not like it. I am not mm-hmm. good at it at all. Mm-hmm. All praise to those that can not me so when you said looking for uh junior designers to have 10 years experience right out of college is simply egregious on a few levels Mm -hmm. i know that speaks to a lot of people out there i've had to train straight out of college people Mm -hmm. (laughs) that continuously and and then continuously manage the expectation of those who hired them because they're always thinking well why aren't they able to complete all this work by this time or why are other people stepping in to help them that's like 90 percent of my job like oh, wow. every job I've ever had is having to plant those level setting seeds mm. in order to continue to manage either clients'
0: expectations, management, CEOs, whoever. Yeah. You know, for, for me, it's, it's the thing of, and it, that was just an example, right? But I, but I do remember like when I was, just got out of college, um, you know, looking for a position, it was like, oh, five plus years. where where are those five years coming from right so i actually learned or at least applied some tricks to my resume where i'm like okay well for the last four years i've been in college so i would say you know four years experience of theory-based development or something like that because i don't have real world yet that's why i'm trying to get hired by you (laughs) but i just think it's crazy for you know for junior type positions for companies to expect all of that. The other thing, even now fast forward, I have 18 plus years but then they'll say, okay, well, we want, you know, five plus years of this. And then when I get the interview and I, and I have a conversation, then it's a lot of times it's like, oh, well, you may be overqualified because they don't want to oh, pay. Mm-hmm. They don't want to mm-hmm. pay. So it's like, again, it's like this unicorn type person that has right in that soft spot, five to seven, whatever years, and is willing to take whatever this pay is and is willing to, you know, maybe move this and that and is willing to do five different positions for this price point. And don't even get me started on whether or not uh race comes into that. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it, it certainly has, or gender biasness. We could talk yeah. about that for, you know, so it is what it is. So I just think and the fact that being in UX and being that it is a specialized area, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes people have tried to lowball us just as a community, right? <laughs> like it? I mean I mean we could just pause again Speak for effect. fact. It. Like it's just uh, it's just it's just so much. So it's like, no, I come in, it, is, it shouldn't matter that I'm a woman. It shouldn't matter that I'm a woman of color. It shouldn't matter that this is a you know UX specialized thing. A matter of fact, because it's a UX specialized thing, pay me more. And respect the fact that if I, I'm saying I'm a specialist in X, Y, and Z area, pay me accordingly. And maybe clean up your dang-gone job descriptions. Be clear. Well, well, it's- Oh, it's so irritating. So what I'm hearing you say Mm -hmm. is the key
1: is speaking up, sticking to your strengths. Anyone ever had that, quote, perfect, unquote, job to everyone else, but you, well, you're plain sick of it. That's those expectations. Mismanaged, misaligned, misappropriated, misdefined. I kind of felt like you were picking on me a little bit (laughs) with that (laughs) (laughs) because what I took from this was... When I've been so excited about a position or a place I've worked and I've let everyone around me know how great it is, and I thought I was gonna go up in there and like change culture or just kill it so much that I was gonna skyrocket all the way to the top. Yeah, quick. and then yeah. I look up a couple of years in and I'm overworked, underpaid, <laughs> and not doing anything I was hired to do. Yeah, yeah, it is such a frustrating thing and it's disheartening it's very it really is so really that that key is speaking up and that is managing and the key is speaking up to those that have hired you those that you work with and most importantly to yourself because it's always a little voice that's Mm. like "Mm, no i don't think i should be doing this um but I'm, I'm kidding. Maybe maybe someone
0: else should. And then you will say yeah, anything. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like, <laughs> perfection fades. Ooh. So maybe it was perfect for you at that time. Ooh. And then you get in and you start to kind of, you know, as you say, f- you know, figure out what really is expected of me or, or just kind of get in your groove. Sometimes it may take a year. Sometimes it may take two months. Whatever. And then all of a sudden you look up to yourself in that little voice and say, yeah, this is... This is not it. (laughs) And and here's the thing. The thing that I would say and suggest, don't beat yourself up about it. Mm. It was what it was. And that's why I say like, we can only blame ourselves for the bad aim. And that's okay too. That has been my experience of like, I jump in, I'm so excited. And then sometimes I'm not excited. And I have to figure out, why that is is it because i'm just not doing the work that i want to do mm-hmm. or is it because i'm not doing the work that i thought i was going to be doing mm-hmm. and, that, and that doesn't mm-hmm. mean I'm, i can't be a team player like i can't i can add some things on my plate if it just happens to come up the problem is when you think in one thing like i'm responsible for boom and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it's boop 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 like wait a minute mm-hmm. <laughs> where does a count come from what
1: you should also be asking in those interviews as well. I know a lot of times we're not, we don't feel empowered, especially being a woman and being a black woman. It is one of those things where you're, I'm just happy for the opportunity.
0: (laughs) And it's like, why is that? Like that, that right there. And we have to talk about that in another episode, but like, what, what is that? That, Mm -hmm. um, that just historically. Slavery. Is, well, well. Well, you said it all cause, coins oh, back. Because it's because it's the other thing too of like flip that coin, right? It's the other thing of I feel like sometimes historically as black women we we feel like we 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 could do it all, so we just we do everything and we manage all these plates, and now they're like, well, if she could do this. And we exactly. only paying her X, Y, and Z, maybe she'd deal a little more. And we thinking, we can't fail, we can't fail, we can't fail, we gotta we gotta be better than everyone else. It's something there on both sides of those coins. We start we need to really, I think just I think as women and women of color, if you identify as such, we need to think about like why do we feel that? I'm just happy mm-hmm. to be here, and or I could do it all. Burning yeah. my bra. Like, where's the balance for us? A lot of that
1: has to do with uh, another line you said around processes vary attitudes too. the problem is we can't expect everyone to work the way we do mm. but without honesty and transparency one never knows we can assume sure but we all know how that often goes right period so, <laughs> i had a situation where the person that i worked for expected everyone To work long hours and be on call all the time just because that person was Mm. and that drove me absolutely crazy because i have very hard lines and i do manage people's expectations around that like i have a family Mm -hmm. i have ambitions outside of this place right please know that on this day this day and this day i probably will not be available and there we go i'm front-loading it they know who i am right (laughs) so (laughs) But you touched on a lot around attitudes yeah. and processes and being transparent. I do think there's a lot of ways to approach managing expectations in that way. Because I know we talk about this a lot. We talk about being transparent with our teammates, making sure people understand who you are and how you work or how you learn or how you communicate. Right. But when it comes to deadlines. That's, that's usually my thing. When I'm looking at, well, you have 10 developers across seven different teams, and mm-hmm. each of these teams have four different projects. What are you thinking this person is going to be able to achieve at the end of a sprint? I'm mm. not sure if we're managing this person's time well. Uh, mm-hmm. Perhaps we should manage the promises that we've given to people on deadlines. Mm. <laughs> so mm, the
0: sometimes promises I'm not, we give. Man. Wow. No, that's wow. Like that that just hit something different for me. Those promises, like I uh, I've I've certainly been on teams where um leads over me have made promises to other teams, whether that's stakeholders, whether that's developers, in terms of like when they're gonna get certain things. And it's like, well, I think that the expectations should be that I thought a conversation was gonna happen, right, mm. between, between you and, and myself or, or you mm. and my team. Um, so to answer your question, I, 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 I front load as well, often. But I also try to continue to have, you know, certain conversations at every what I would call a checkpoint, right? So our front load and then after, you know, to, to use your example, after we're like after that sprint starts, you know, every couple of days, I'm kind of checking in whether that's stand-ups, whether that's you know just formalized emails of like what I did today, what I'm doing tomorrow, how this affects other you know future work. Like I'm just always about communication. We all know that game, right? Where you start, you tell somebody one thing, and by the time it gets to the end, mm. it's a totally different message mm. and a totally. Well, I thought you said it was going to be due tomorrow. Tomorrow. We are talking about, you know, five new pieces of functionality and, you know, three features and, you know, whole new coding stack or technology stack. What are you talking about tomorrow, yes. right? So, yeah, I think, um, I, think, I think it's about managing expectations of, of, of not only what you and your team are going to do, but what is the expectation in terms of what people are going to be receiving from you? I've gotten that, too. Like, why well, I, ex- I expect that X, Y, and Z report. We didn't say a report, not a formalized mm. one. I thought we just said that we were going to run some things. We're going to, ha- mm. you know, kind of have a conversation for next steps, right? So now it's like, now you're expecting a deliverable, a tangible thing when I'm thinking, you know, something else. <laughs> i get give one more example. One more, This one word really quick example. The difference between, from a research perspective, a difference between summary and synthesis reporting. In my mind, summary reporting is like high-level, twenty-thousand-foot, you know, kind of what happened, lessons learned, and 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 some some themes around that. A synthesis would be an analysis of maybe one or two or three rounds of some stuff. So when someone says, "Well, I want I want a summary report," I'm going to give you that high level. I'm not going to give you a detailed, you know, minute, granular sort of you know sort of representation. So expectations align under defining. What yes. something means to you yes. versus you know other people too. Yes, yeah.
1: yes. Yeah.
0: Recognizing when one person over here is saying
1: one thing, the other person over there is saying another thing. You're mm-hmm. not aligning on what you're saying. The definition is mm-hmm. when it comes to point estimations and sprint estimations. I have to constantly mm. remind people: an estimation is a guess. So please don't think that this equates to time. <laughs> so right. If you're seeing right. all this and you're not thinking about the amount of work that people are actually doing, then you're mm-hmm. setting yourself up for a disappointment. Period. And failure. Disappointment. Failure. Yep. This is a subject I could go on and on and on about, but I think um I think we've reached that point. Uh in the what's episode. that? Oh. What's <laughs> that? Well, it's time to play the wrap up recap game. Up. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, you. Okay, so we're gonna do something a little different. We're gonna go wrap up recap Jeopardy, but it's the cheap seat version. So we're not going to have a lot of questions, is what I'm
0: saying. <laughs> ah, cheap seat. Cheap seat version. Very cheap. Got it. Very cheap. Got it. Uh, Got
1: it. So I'm going to give you three categories. Okay. So you're going to choose your category and uh, the points that you want to earn based on the category that you choose. And I'll give you a prompt based on the category and the points. The categories are processes vary, attitudes too, mm-hmm. unicorns, and plain sick of it. All right. Okay, I'm going to take plain sick of it for five. The key is speaking up, sticking to your thoughts and your strengths. Uh, what
0: is ah? What is uh, being true to yourself, right? That's right. Oh, yes. Nice.
1: Yes. Because if you're being true to yourself, you will find a way to being not plain sick of it. <laughs> you got to speak up. You got to stick to
0: your exactly. strength. Exactly. Yeah, it goes back to what we were saying before, like to thy own self be true. I think mm-hmm. we spoke about that like in our first episode, right? It, mm-hmm. It's such a theme that continues to um to permeate each episode yeah. too,
1: we talk about that a lot because <laughs> true, true, we are strong personality types
0: and mm. it, it seems to shine through what we do. Yeah, and I'm plain sick of having to explain that, but moving on. All right, so you still have processes vary, attitudes too, and mm-hmm. unicorns. I'm going to do processes, vary, attitudes, two for 10.
1: The expectations we put on ourselves divided by those placed on
0: others. Ah, uh, that's the whole uh, uh, external versus internal. Yeah, mm, right. Mm, so, mm. again, looking at that balance of... Um, the external expectations of like those job descriptions and all of that, but the internal expectations of again, not everyone's gonna work the way you do. And you know, do, you know, has this job matched up to what I thought and all that? It's 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 a job within itself.
1: Oh, yes, it
0: is. Right? Yes, it and is and again, a job that they don't pay me enough for. So just be <laughs> clear, up front, please. All right. So all we got left is unicorns. Okay, Unif- unicorns, you know, I'm gonna stay at 10. Unicorns for 10.
1: Like asking project managers to code scripts or UI developers to read lips.
0: What is when job titles uh, don't match the positions? Yay! Right. Hey Yay! Yay, now. You did it. It's I'm it's good. like you knew the answers. Because I said it. <laughs> yeah. I ain't checking no job. I have no idea where that came from. You know, I expected this dialogue to be candid. It was, I expected us to ponder a few questions. We did. I expected to feel good afterwards, freeing even. I do. Maybe I got lucky. Maybe we often do. Maybe expectations are a way of biasing an otherwise clean slate. Or maybe it's fate, you know, to have miscommunication, misjudgment, misalignment. Maybe managing is synonymous with defining, defining your own reflection in UX mirroring and placing what it is you actually want to do in the center. Why settle for center field when you're a pinch hitter? Come on. Remember to never let what you expect mute your transparency and just being. And don't expect others to see what you want and who you are if you fail to communicate your own meaning. And if you're
1: listening, then we know you have great aim. You ain't right for us. (laughs) <laughs> and we thank you for it and for joining us for this episode. We hope you were able to share in our stories and experiences and maybe even take some tidbits away for the next time you have to manage some expectations. And as always, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and stay a part of the Wrap Up family by joining our mailing list on com. That's the letter X, W-R-A-P-U-P.com. And we're hoping you can let us know your experiences in expectation management. All
0: right, you know Tony.
1: No, I, no. I, I, no, just, what? What?
0: Wait. What? I, what? I, because I I think I'm getting it now. I, I think I think I know what just happened. What just happened? Experience. I wrap-up. think you, right? <laughs> you and wrap-up? me, right, yeah. right. Yeah. And us uh-huh. and our listeners uh-huh. just the experienced the wrap-up.
1: wrap-up.